Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Don't play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never play football before. Because of nothing. You hear me? They please us like we do. Yes, sir. They sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the refs gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then. Let's play. I'm seeing us too. That gives us two. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Text in 806-855-3712. We're always talking about having the uh, the free day Friday. Well, it's free day every day here. No idea what we're going to get into, uh, but we're going to get into it. You can text in 806-855-3712. Obviously, we just did Two Word Tuesday on the Raiderland with Mark Adams and his future at Texas Tech. If you want to continue that conversation, we can. Uh, we can continue any conversation from the Raiderland, including best dips that you want to have at your Super Bowl party. A couple of texts earlier on some dips I need a little more clarification on, including baked potato dip. Because I'm assuming that's just baked potato that you're <laughs> dipping something into. And that's all I can think of. I usually just dip a fork into a baked potato and eat it that way. But if it's some kind of dip, I would like to know. In the last text of the last hour, got to church up the cheese sauce. Uh, yeah, you do. I know some people, including uh, many of my family members, who just do Rotel and and Velveeta. But I'm a I'm a more diverse man than that. You know, fresh jalapenos, a handful of cilantro. Maybe opt for the queso blanco, some green chilies. You can do more than just a can of Rotel. We'll also talk Texas Tech baseball. Uh, they do have their first pitch next Friday. Very excited about that. We will uh, maybe go through some some players we might expect to have uh, an impact. Maybe some players from last year that will double down on their success, maybe some players from last year that will fall back a bit. Uh, This texter just tuned in. Are you pro or anti-cheese whiz? Now, we're talking about the jarred cheese. It's like a jar of cheese. Is that what cheese whiz is? Or is cheese with the the spray can cheese? Now, if I'm just taking a an old Ritz cracker or a new Ritz cracker, whatever you want, and, and squirting some cheese on it, I'm fine with that. But I I believe he's talking about the jar of cheese. 
That's interesting because I think of it as the spray, but, That's what but I apparently think. it is the jar. Okay. I'm not anti-jar cheese. I would prefer the Rico's can of cheese, the pre-made queso, uh, dumping that out. <clears throat> I, I'm not, uh, I'm not anti-cheese whiz. Now, queso is good in any respect, in my opinion. Uh, I don't, I've never had a bad queso. Well, had some bad quesos, but not because of uh, what they were. I think some execution was off in those respects. But no, I, I like the glass jar. It has its place. I'll say that. If I'm like trying to win a queso competition, I'm not putting a jar of cheese whiz in there. But if it's a Tuesday night and I'm trying to have some some nachos or... Maybe a chili dog, and I want a, some liquid cheese on it. I, I would not be a, a, adverse to busting out a jar of mystery cheese. This off the text line, where is Kirby Hokut, and why is he not publicly standing up for Adams during this struggling time? You know, that's a good question. We talked about Kirby Hokut in the Raiderland hours for a minute. Uh, I want to get back into that conversation um, I don't feel like I was overly harsh, but my point earlier in the program, in the Raiderland program, that you can listen to via podcast on KKM.com, Radio On Demand, or on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Ryan Heights Raiderland. Uh, my point was that when a coach is failing, and it feels like Mark Adams is failing, It's the athletic director's A, job to fix it, B, fault that it's failing. And that's why it's his job to fix it. It's the same as with any company. When the, when the employees are struggling, the blame goes up to the CEO. Now, the CEO can make moves and fire the failing employees and skirt it off fairly easily, but it still goes back to the CEO. That's why head coaches get fired all the time. GMs get fired all the time. Now there's some buffer if you're also the owner. You know who I'm talking about. But in collegiate athletics, the athletic director is the CEO. And so when you have a struggling department, it goes back to the CEO. And I... I'm not getting on Kirby for this because I think there were some unforeseen developments or at least some developments that you thought would be squashed and then blossomed instead. But if donors and boosters, whatever you want to call them, are speaking out publicly... Why is the CEO not giving some kind of statement or press conference again and again when we have these blow-ups, there's not been any kind of public statement? Now, you could say or draw the conclusion that that's because Kirby Hokut agrees with what the boosters are saying. That's the most logical progression in my mind. 
But we don't know that because Kirby has not said anything. In fact, the only thing we've seen from Kirby in the basketball world is a sick fadeaway jumper and a moderately comfortable hug from Mark Adams, or moderately uncomfortable, after his first conference win. It's really the only time we've seen Kirby Hoka. Now, he's he's a busy man. Certainly. He's been working on his jump shot, obviously. Man of the people. But why haven't we heard from him? There's been opportunity. I thought we might hear something when the first huge round of rumors after Maui came out. Radio silence. And then now with certain boosters, donors, talking about the state of the program behind the scenes, publicly, does Mark Adams deserve a vote of confidence from his athletic director? Or is the silence the opposite of a vote of confidence? And would a vote of confidence really mean anything in this situation? Because generally speaking, if you get the dreaded vote of confidence, it just means you're likely to get fired. I don't know. I'm just trying to talk through some things. Back to the text line. Rob, I was wondering if you were Jason Kidd, who would you choose to shoot the game-winning shot, Luca or Irving, and why? The two men with the most clutch time points in the NBA since they started the game tracker in 96 uh, are Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. A lot of people say that LeBron James is not clutch because he passes out a lot of those moments, but he makes the right decision generally. I think that's what LeBron James has been so good at in his career. That's why he wins a lot. He also is really good at his, his, at passing and assists. If there's a situation where Kyrie Irving can get the ball first and collapse the defense and give the ball to Luka to take the shot, that's what I would do. If it's open, Kyrie, shoot. If they collapse, give it to Luka. If all five defenders go to you two guys... Throw it to the open guy. Um, if I was Jason Kidd, though, I would just give it to Luke every time and have Luke shoot everyone. <laughs> Not being in the locker room, I would let Kyrie start with the ball and facilitate, or let Luca start with the ball and facilitate one of the two. Uh, but. With the egos you're playing with, you only need to stoke one ego for the next 28 games, and that's Luka Doncic. So if there's an issue in the locker room, you're you're obviously opting for Luka over anyone else. But I would I would if I was a basketball coach, I'm not. Uh, I would start the play with Kyrie, and then let it develop. And if it's a catch and shoot situation, it would be Luka. Uh, this texter, I tried to make 
I don't know why this texter sent this twice with the frowny face the second time. I'll just read the text. I tried a dip made out of ingredients of grilled jalapeno poppers. It was awesome. <laughs> I don't know why he sent a frowny face on that. <laughs> Uh, but it, the di- that, that adds some complexity to it. it that, yeah, but that dip is really good. I've had that. I've made been analyzing it. this for a long time. Yeah, I'm gonna be struggling with that one. Are you a jalapeno popper guy? I'm a jalapeno guy, at least. Okay. Have you? I mean, you've had them. The bacon wraps, I've cream not had cheese. One in so long. Okay. That I, I don't. I don't know. And like, I haven't had one in my adult life, probably. Really? They're one of my favorite. They might be my favorite food. Jalapeno poppers. So get some sausage. Brown it off. Cut up a bunch of jalapenos. Bacon. Put all that in the pan. Get it all nice and crispy. Add in a couple of blocks of cream cheese. Top it with whatever you want cheese-wise, like a mozzarella. Bake it off. Jalapeno popper dip. It's amazing. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more text messages. Talking about uh, what we're talking about today. And some thoughts on uh, silence from Kirby Hooker. We'll do that when we come back. It's Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. This off the text line, not surprised that we have not heard from Kirby. That's not his style. Only time I recall Kirby saying something was after Cliff beat Texas to make a bowl game in 2017 and said Cliff would be back. Cliff lasted one more season. Yeah, and again, I I really don't expect Kirby to say anything, and I understand why he hasn't said anything. I just, I, I'm just asking do do you think he should? The original texter was wondering why he hadn't said anything. I try to put myself in the position of being the athletic director. What does it help to say something at this point? What would it help to have said something? After Maui, besides giving credence to all of the rumors. And I don't know at this point. Does Mark Adams need a vote of confidence? Again, I'm not in the room. I'm not in the the locker room or or the coach's office or the athletic department. Mark Adams may not want him to say anything. All we know is that he hasn't done anything or, or been visible. And he has allowed, you know, this to go unchecked. Allegedly. Back to the text line. 
Hey, Rob. Haven't been on in a few days. Curious to hear your take on the Kyrie trade. Did we give up too much for potentially a one-year deal? No, you didn't give up too much at all. Now, I'm not an NBA expert. I'm not. But I do feel like a trade expert. And I do feel like I could be a GM. Now, this is just uh, one man's opinion. And I am probably way too confident in myself in this respect that I could be a GM of a professional league. But the draft picks are years from now that you gave up. Those draft picks might as well not even matter. They don't exist. Draft picks more than two years out in any professional sport don't exist. Because you know what you can do? You can get them back. You just got to make another trade. Is that a dangerous way to live? Maybe. But to me, you traded Kyrie Irving. You traded four Kyrie Irving and the Morris brother. And you sent off two guys that are long-term. So so what did you buy? You either bought a championship with Kyrie Irving in a 28-game span and then the playoffs. And if that turns into a short-term deal with Kyrie Irving where he stays a couple of more years until the end of Luka's deal, and you have that pairing you can move forward with, or it turns into an opportunity to sign big free agents because you don't have Dinwiddie on the books and you don't have that other contract on the books. So to me, the Mavericks made a a win-win situation out of this. You got a really good basketball player for 30 games, plus the playoffs. You lost moderate production, but production that was inconsistent and not going to win you a championship. And the only time that Kyrie Irving has been a problem is in long-term situations and relationships. If it's a short-term deal, I don't think it'll be a problem. And Kyrie Irving has never been a problem on the floor. Now, you could argue that. You could. With with team chemistry and issues. But I also think that Kyrie Irving... I don't want to say has grown because obviously he's still forcing trades and whatnot. Uh, But I don't think he'll be a problem in Dallas this season. Now, certainly, eventually, there will be issues. But it also might be that him and Mark Cuban are weird enough to be together for, for a long time. But to me, you got Kyrie Irving for two players... And if that's the whole deal, that's an amazing deal. And I don't care that it's just one year because in the NBA, all you did is free up space for free agency because that is how you get better in the NBA. The draft matters, but where the Mavs are picking, if it was next year's draft pick, where the Mavs are picking next year would not be in the lottery. The NBA draft only matters in the first, like, 10 picks in most drafts. I would give away all the draft picks 
and then try to trade with bad teams to get draft picks back. That's all I would do. So, yes, I like the deal. And you got better on the floor. That's what matters, yeah? In a midseason trade, you're only trying to get better for the next three months. In-season trades aren't about the future. Off-season trades are about the future and long-term growth. In-season trades are about the next three months. And this made you better for the next three months. Next text message. Have you tried the jalapeno popper pizza at Capital Pizza? It's great. Yes, it is. It is great. No free ads. Uh, This text... Uh, Mark Adams firing discussion as a baby boomer generation guy where loyalty is rewarded. It's difficult to wrap my mind around a dismissal of last year's coach of the year for a surprising bad year. Also know it drives up sports viewership when firing head coaches is discussed by talk radio. Your thoughts. Uh, I could do a lot of things on this show to drive traffic and viewership listenership, I don't need to fire Mark Adams to have that done. I'm responding to texters who are asking about it. But let me let me go point by point here before we before we hit the break. If you think Mark Adams is getting fired, then there are a lot of reasons that could happen. And by the way, I have not said I would fire Mark Adams. Ryan Hyatt said he would make the move. Some texters have said they would make the move. I have not said that. I think there is a plausible chance that Mark Adams is not at Texas Tech next season. And I think there are a lot of factors that go into that. But a surprisingly bad year on the floor is not one of those reasons. There are real issues being addressed outside of the program by donors who know what they're talking about on message boards. Red Raider Sports. And to me, that just shows a level of dysfunction inside the program. I would not fire Mark Adams because of a 1-9 start in Big 12 play. The Big 12 is really tough. There were some injuries. You can talk out of a lot of that. I would have issues with Mark Adams in other factors and facets. And if you can look at Mark Adams in the totality of what he's been at Texas Tech and discuss loyalty with me, then I don't know that you know everything. I certainly don't know everything. Uh, This text, as we head to break... 
Uh, could Mark Adams be replaced? Could Mark Adams be a replay of Switzer replacing Jimmy Johnson early success uh, success until left to his own devices? Uh, I mean... Uh, no. I think they're different situations. And I don't think Chris Beard is Jimmy Johnson. I guess so, maybe. All right, let's take the break here when we come back. It's Rob Brochure. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Brochure, Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports. I'm the host, you're the coach. You can text in 806-855-3712 here in the Arctic Air Studios. Plenty of texts rolling in on the text line. Uh, more dip suggestions. If you have a dip suggestion for a Super Bowl party, you can send it in. Again, the text line, 806-855-3712. Plenty of talk about Mark Adams and the start that the basketball team has had this year. Uh, I want to remind everyone uh, that they have one win against a quad one opponent. That is Iowa State in a 23-point comeback affair. Uh, They lost to Creighton. They lost to Ohio State. Their best win beyond Iowa State is Eastern Washington. And it's not just that Texas Tech basketball has struggled. It's the the way in which they've struggled. Uh, Mark Adams was always the the defensive genius, the guru, that no matter what, his teams would play good defense. The defense has been bad. Like, really bad. And Baylor just dominated in the final 15 minutes to just hammer Texas Tech over the weekend. The defense just frankly quit. Texas Tech is now down to number 69 in the Ken Palm. And many of their defensive metrics are at the bottom or near the bottom of the conference. If you look at the rest of the schedule, you have a 24% chance to win on the road in Stillwater. Less than 50% chance to win any other game, including Kansas State at home, where you have a 43% chance. And at home against Oklahoma State, where you have a 46% chance. Ken Palm thinks you are losing out. 
And it's not a surprise. What about what you've seen this season makes you think that Texas Tech will turn this around at this point in the year? And that any other Big 12 team will fall behind? Except for maybe Oklahoma, who has some of the same struggles, except they beat number one Alabama. They've also lost pretty big in a couple of Big 12 games. This is from Ryan Mainville. Here's how Texas Tech ranks in the Big 12 and some key conference play stats. Ninth in offensive efficiency. Dead last in defensive efficiency. By the way, there's 10 teams, so that's second to last in offensive efficiency. Dead last in defensive efficiency. Last in effective field goal percentage. Last in opponent effective field goal percentage. Last in turnover rate. Last in three-point percentage. And that is something that you obviously tried to improve and recruited to. If your whole thing was to improve three-point shooting, which we were sold, now you're last, dead last in it at the conference level. And your opponents are shooting 35.3%. And that's dead last. So you're the worst three-point shooting team with the worst turnover rate, allowing the best three-point shooting from opponents. You're the least efficient defense in the conference and the second to least efficient offense in the conference. I still don't think that Mark Adams should be fired just because of what's happening on the court. I think there are other issues that have risen to that level. I still would not be baffled or ashamed to have Mark Adams as the coach for one more season to see if it works out. But this is more than just a bad season. You're the worst team in the conference. I understand taking a step back from 12 and 6. I do. I get that. I understand being a bubble team every once in a while. You don't have to be a three seed to make the tournament every single year. You don't have to be a six seed. I get that in some years you will be an 8, 9, 10, 11 seed. I do have an expectation that Texas Tech basketball should be in the tournament conversation every year. And to be dead last or second to last in most every meaningful metric that you can think of is more than a step back and closer to a free fall. Now again, if we're having a nuanced conversation, I think there's a lot more that goes into it when discussing Mark Adams. But if you look at just what we know, the facts, a three-year player decided to leave the program and go to a conference rival. A three-year player decided to go somewhere else because this coach couldn't fit an offensive scheme to one of the best offensive players in the country. 
one of the defensive culture guys that you leaned on heavily and won you a game or two, including a game against Kansas at home and a game against Texas on the road, Clarence Nadolny, did not return and chose to go professional in uh, France. Kevin O'Banner is the only player, really, that could have returned that returned as a starter. Daniel Bacho came back because he was going to get huge minutes beyond last year. Malik Wilson left to go sit out somewhere else just to not be here. Instead of going and get a bunch of transfers, you had to get transfers and five freshmen. You had to replace an assistant head coach. You've had incredibly drama-filled off-seasons back-to-back. Could this just be a result of pain and angst inside the program that can be resolved with time? Maybe so. Maybe so. But I think there are a lot of issues that we ignored that we just can't ignore anymore. And maybe it's the production on the floor that has allowed us to do that. Maybe it's the comments off the floor that have allowed us to do that. But Occam's Razor says it's a culmination of all of that that is allowing us to do that. And Kevin McCuller is still very successful inside of the Big 12. He had a big game against Texas last night in Lawrence. And for all the people that still say that Kevin McCuller is not a good basketball player, you would be better with him on the floor for Texas Tech this season, and that is without a doubt. And you cannot argue that. You cannot. This off the text line, does the University of Houston have fans, haven't heard a word from them since joining the Big 12? I don't think they have an active fan base, no. Certainly not active like the Texas Tech fan base, for better or for worse. Let's take the break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Final segment on the other side. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Brosha, Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Plenty of dip talk on uh, the show today. Only one tobacco joke. Most people understood the assignment. I believe it was uh, Copenhagen Long Cut was the joke earlier. More of a grizzly man myself back in the day. One of the last cans I bought, I was like, uh, Grizzly, she brought the fine cut up. I was like, no, can I get long cut? And she was like, oh, Longhorn. <laughs> she brought me Longhorn. And I was just like, uh, social anxiety. I was like, all right, yeah, just fine. Just whatever you want to give me. 
Longhorn, not long cut. That's what you said. Okay, thank you. She was cross-eyed. She had a lazy eye, too. I I didn't want to have her go back and try to read again. I don't know that she could. No, I'm not saying that gas station employees can't read. I'm just saying that she was... Uh, I don't know that she could. Oh, Longhorn. No, Long Cut. Anyways. Oh, man. We talked about a lot of stuff today. Uh, we kind of got saddled with the Mark Adams conversation because of what we were talking about on the Raiderland. Uh, and again, there are people out there who expect or want Mark Adams to be fired. I I am in the moderate camp here. And... If you want to say, no, Rob, you need to make a decision, all right, you can say that. I'm not going to. If Mark Adams was back for another season with stipulations like Cliff Kingsbury was brought back on, somebody made the conversation about that earlier. Now, when Cliff Kingsbury was brought back for 2018, there was the understanding that, hey, you're on thin ice. You're not doing everything correctly. You need to be more engaged on the defensive side of the ball. You need to be more engaged with the team aspect and not just the offense. There are things you need to do better. And those expectations were set. And if they go to Mark Adams and they have the press conference after a 1-17 and Big 12 or let's say a 2 and 16 or a 4 and 14 Big 12 where you finish strong and they say these are the things we've told Mark Adams these are the things we've discussed Mark Adams needs to commit himself to being you know more prominent at donor functions and booster functions and, and needs to do this and that and and needs to you know be more active in recruiting. Mark Adams needs to listen to his offensive coaches. Mark Adams needs to do this or that. I, I don't know. Whatever it is, there would be those conversations because there's an obvious need to improve. But is that just delaying the inevitable? And can you trust a head coach to change? Because most can't. Most don't. Could you trust him to go find a Bryson Williams and Adonis Arms again? He's 50% currently on hitting widespread transfer success. What rises, though, to the level of panic and concern in the offseason? This is a text we, we heard earlier, read earlier. What rises to the level of concern this offseason where you have to make a move? Well, I'm not saying that you shouldn't fire a coach or should fire a coach because of the transfer portal. But I do think if seven or eight guys got into the portal from this roster, I don't think you could hire a new coach to save those guys. But there has to be an issue 
with this program and with the culture, if seven guys want to leave after this season ends. Now, I don't know who wants to or will get in the transfer portal. I don't. But I do know that if seven or eight guys get into it, there has to be hard conversations about where we are and what we're doing and how the future is going. Uh, this texture, Stoker's Black Cherry Chew for me, comes in a one-pound bag. I used to be uh, a chew guy myself. Um, I smokeless tobacco for a long time. I, I've since quit. I, I do these Zen packages every once in a while. If I'm feeling extra anxious, but Stoker's, huh? I used to be a red man myself. Or a Levi Garrett Gold. You ever try the plug just for fun? And then you want to feel like Clint Eastwood ripping a piece off with your teeth? Alright, we'll take a break when we come back tomorrow. It'll be a 20-hour break. 22-hour break. 21-hour break. Then we'll be back at 11 a.m. I don't even know if that math is right. But we'll be back for the Raiderland. I've been Rob Rob, be Rob Rob tomorrow. Uh, I think Mark Adams will be coaching in Stillwater. We'll see. It's the Rob Rose Show Talk 3.9 News Money Sports. Back tomorrow on the Raiderland, 11 a.m. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.